Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Dose. I'm your host tonight, Vince Tagliavia, filling in for Josh Reed, expecting a guest to be joining, but having technical difficulties, so bear with me as we try to work that stuff out. Uh, Today's July 3rd, 2023, and the world's wild. I know a lot of people are on vacation, relaxing, maybe... uh, I don't know, whatever people do on the 4th. Go to the lake, river, beach, family, barbecue, have a day off and laugh at people across the pond who don't have the day off, especially considering the circumstances historically. Who knows? But whatever you do, be safe. Enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's good to be here, everybody. We will be live in the morning with coffee. Daily Dose tomorrow tentative, as it is the holiday. I'll let you know during Coffee tomorrow. If I do go live, you'll see the notification come up, and I'll go live. Um, gosh, I'm going to try to troubleshoot this as I kind of get things going here. If you guys don't mind, let's see what we could do for our super special guest. Uh, while I do this, actually, I wanted I wanted to start with this clip, and I totally brain farted. Uh, yeah, I totally messed that up. So let's watch this clip real quick, just to start things off and get in the mood. All right. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction. Or maybe we just stop caring. Boom. 
That was a special message there from Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama, remember him? Good times. One of the greatest disinformation artists out there. He is a cunning linguist, to say the least. I wonder how much they had to cheat in that election to get him in the seat. Huh? But uh, he did uh, really know how to talk. But maybe not well enough, because look at how awake people are, and even back then how awake people were. The disinformation problem is uh, rampant, and that is a lot of the reason of why we are all here. We want to know the truth. And we help each other do so. We all have busy lives, so we rely on each other to figure things out. Maybe you see a headline or this or that or hear something from a neighbor or a coworker. And uh, this is kind of a place where you could come either on the Daily Dose or especially the Daily Dose or Morning Coffee. And we discuss these stories. We put the puzzle pieces together, especially Josh, uh, the typical host of the show, uh, this show. And we deduce what the hell is actually going on. Oh, my guest, something's wrong here. I don't know what the heck it is. Maybe I could do this. I won't do it. I don't know what to do, guys. Damn. So looking forward to it. Um, it's a bummer when we have these technical difficulties. But yeah, that's the purpose of the show. Disseminate the information. Figure out reality. And prepare ourselves accordingly. Oh, yes! Okay, we got our guest. Well, so that's why we're here. That's what we do. And... Despite everything going on, we have to stay positive and live our lives at the same time, right? So I hope you all do that, despite all this stuff. Um, you know, we have to stay sane. We have to stay productive. We have to keep on pushing the best way we can find forward. Well, without further ado, I'd like to introduce one of the Red Pill family members, longtime Red Pill family members, so just about as long as me, if not longer. Uh, that is Roxy, Roxy SSDG, the one and only. Please. Hey guys, I'm I'm kind of just trying to rig this thing so it doesn't fall down. My <laughs> well, computer will oh, not sorry. connect. I don't know what is going on. You know, but my iPad will. So I am on the oh, iPad. Wow. You know, between know. two tech nerds, you'd think we'd figure this stuff out by now. But well, you know. I'm going to tell you something. The weird thing about all this is I just came home from Sound of Freedom. Oh, you did? I went and I literally got home 15 minutes before the show. Yeah. And I walked out of that movie going, yeah. I'm going to do exactly what Jim Caviezel asked. Because oh. he has a special message no at the end of the movie. No, no spoilers. There's just a special message from him okay. at the end of the movie. Basically the same message he's giving everyone in the interviews that he's doing. Okay, um, so it's not really a spoiler. Movie. Right, okay. it's not a spoiler. It's, okay. This is just him saying, look, this movie isn't about me. I am not the mm. star. The star are the two children who were saved 
in this movie. It's all the children. He says, yeah. and that's the message that needs to get out. And that's what people need to be talking about. He said, we all need to see this movie. The message needs to be heard. And I agree with him. Seeing it in the theaters is different because you cannot pause it. You cannot, you know, you're in the theater. You are in the moment. You are in the movie. Now, I'm going to tell you, Red Pill people, this is not a movie where all of you don't know what this is. We all know what the, you know, the evils of child trafficking. We know yes. what's going on. But the more I think about it is we should be taking people who don't know. Because yeah. this movie was supposed to come out five years ago. And as a Disney fan, I am more pissed every day thinking about Disney shit canning this and putting it in a drawer. Yeah. Disney owned this movie when they bought Fox. And they shit canned it and they tried to stop it. They ended selling, ended up selling it to Angel Studios because they thought that they'd never get it finished and edited and get it publicized and get it to make enough money. This wow. movie is something everyone should see. And at this time, more people yeah. are awake and hopefully more people understand. I did not cry the whole movie. I, oh, I didn't. I got more that's what and somebody more else said. angry. What I about just what it was got, over? I was like, when it was done and Caviezel spoke, that's when I cried. So that's his, exactly his, what his this passion other girl said. For this cause is incredible. So, and talking about the money part of it right now, uh, Laura Logan posted this on Twitter a little while ago. I don't know if you saw it. She said, headline on our press release going out, Sound of Freedom tops $10 million in box office pre-sales. Pre-sales. Yes. Indie movie from Angel Studios holds the number one spot on Comscore's hourly grosses, overtaking Disney's Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yep. Suck it, Disney. Wow. And, yep. and I couldn't be happier. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I need to watch this. They, I drove by our theater earlier today, and I was surprised to see they had it uh, today. It's supposed to I come out on the 4th, out. but a lot of yeah. theaters have it today. Oh, and gosh, I wish I JD before Sparky picked up JD. Yeah. And I looked at my husband and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to try and go because it's a four 30 show. And I literally got there at four 45 and because of the previews and stuff, I'm like, are previews still going? They're like, yep. Got my corn, got in there just as it was starting. And I'm so glad, so glad because again, I, I know I'm, I'm on your show, but I feel like this is my moment to have a little bit of a voice and do what he said at the end of the movie. And there's a message in the movie, and people have seen that in the commercial where it says, when God sends you a message, you don't hesitate. Everyone, go see this movie. They wanted $2 million to be made this weekend to represent every mm -hmm. child who's trafficked in a year. And they made yeah. 10. That is fantastic. Well, you know what they were doing? And it was actually a brilliant strategy uh, is people were buying tickets for other people. Yes. Yep. That was so and amazing. They, they actually give you a, uh, the code yeah. at the end of the movie. Caviezel puts it up and says, yeah. if you um, want to send someone else to the movie, he says, here's the code. He says, I know we're in the theaters. We're not supposed to have our, our, our phones out, but the movie's over. Scan the code. 
And I'm just like, it, wow. it's incredible. Again, so, it's it's not anything we don't know. The information they're showing you, there's there's nothing new that you're going to learn because you know about child trafficking. But seeing how they go about um, getting these people and how they have to be strategic and how they have to... Um, I, without, I don't want to give anything away. Immerse Massage themselves in the whole thing. Manip yes, immerse themselves into what these people are doing and the things they have to see. Yes. I, I, it, so, I mean, I always say to my sister-in-law, who's a, a pediatric nurse, I don't know yeah. how she does that job, but I don't know how these people do this job. I really don't. Well, I have. They are. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. Go ahead. I mean, you could finish that there. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know how these people do this job without cracking, without with, without it, it. It's a soul. It, it it's it, undetermined. It Maybe it's just a shit ton of soul. gumption. Gumption is that the word? I don't know. Well, and you have to put a face on because you're yeah. involved with these people. I mean, you have to be an you have to literally be an actor because you can't show your mm. anger. You can't show your disdain. Yeah. You're like, I'm they just a bystander. There, right. Uh -oh. But they go in there and they play yeah. like they're buying children. They actually go in and, and they have to, you know, to get into these situations. And if if anybody's interested, there's another documentary on Amazon Prime that's called Operation Tucson. Really? That is about to, yeah, it's a documentary that Tim Ballard did also. He did it years ago. It's about his operation in Haiti. And it's amazing. Um, I can't say enough about his organization, the OUR underground railroad operation underground railroad it's amazing yeah um I, go ahead you said you have a mel gibson message yeah his message was, was powerful as well yeah i have that message from him just a short one if you all want to see it real quick and then we'll keep talking about this because this is something i did want to talk about today glad you got out to go see it oh. most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking and particularly the trafficking of children. Now the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. There you go. Yep, I actually saw even a longer message, but yes. They, they I have to go see it tomorrow. I have to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think... Not Tucson, Pammy Pam Pam, but Operation Tucson. It's Operation Tucson. T O U S A I N T, I believe. Tucson. Yes. Thank you. Wow, you guys. So I have somebody's review here um, that just posted it on uh, TikTok. And I wanted to play it, and it's kind of spoiler-ish. So if you guys are really concerned about spoilers, um, skip ahead. Let me see a couple minutes, but it's. I, I, I said I thought I watched it. I thought it was spoiler-ish, but nothing that you don't know if you didn't watch the trailers and talk about it with your friends. So I'm going to play a two-minute clip, two minute twenty seconds. If you care, plug your ears for two minutes and twenty seconds. But I want to play this and then discuss a little bit with Roxy see if she jives with this but it seems like you do but here we go i'm on the verge of tears pretty much the entire movie like i'm i'm 
almost kind of over the edge, but not quite. Just somewhere between just very, very tight and just almost crying, but not quite. Movie ends, credits roll, the levees broke. That was so well done. Let's talk about it for a hot second, okay? So this movie is called The Sound of Freedom, right? Interesting title for a movie that's so quiet. I've never seen a movie told through such a male lens. When I say male, I'm not talking about, you know, here's a male that never fails. No, I mean male men. This is a very male-centered, male lens, male perspective kind of movie, and that's why it's so dang quiet. Because men tend to internalize things, right? They're not very vocal about their emotions. They should be, have every right to be, but they tend to not be. You know, they, they keep a lot of that heaviness either on their shoulders or in their gut, and then it spills out in one way or another. That's what this is. So the beginning, when we first meet Tim Ballard, played by Jim Caviezel, I was a little confused because I'm like, they're not giving me anything. It's very very quiet we're just kind of just following this man in his kind of ups and downs you have to really pay attention to the details what he's doing his facial expressions because he doesn't say a whole lot we have to pay attention to what's around him what he's seeing what he's experiencing his family Mira Sorvino plays his wife okay in this corner of the film industry she's no small player but we don't see a lot of her we don't hear a lot from her and at one point I'm like I really wish we could hear more from her but as no no it's necessary that we don't hear from her she would have been way too loud. A good woman behind a good man is necessary noise. She would have been way too much noise in a movie where the director is determined to let the images speak for themselves. And boy, do they speak. So this movie is about child trafficking. Tim Ballard, who was an FBI agent, quit his job to go to Columbia to rescue children. The emotional genius behind this movie is Rosia, the little girl who he is trying to rescue. Instead of making this movie about the overall broad issue of sex trafficking, this is a story about a little girls. So then when we hear the word sex trafficking, we have a face. And the actress who played her, my God, what a brave young lady. This movie is heavy. One of the best I've seen all year, definitely. Uh, review, that review was by This Is Savvy. T-H-I-S-I-S-S-I-A-V-V-Y. In case y'all want to follow her, I don't know what she does on there, but apparently movie reviews is one of those things you might get. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I agree with her. It is a very male centric um, movie. And yeah. she's right. Mir Sovino, yeah. I, I, I did not know that she did a lot of uh, faith based movies. I did see that in some of the um, interview things that i had watched reading you know running up to this because um yes. like i said i've been waiting five years to see this movie so i've seen a lot of different interviews about it and um stuff like that but i agree with her that i know all about tim ballard's wife and what and the support system she's given him and so but i agree in the movie and the story they're trying to tell very much so it's a it, she would have been she would have distracted from what they were trying mm. to tell. And this young, yeah. the young actress, not just the young girl, the young boy, um, cause mm. it's about a brother and sister. The young boy mm. is fantastic as well. These two wow. young actors, I, I hope we see them again because what they did here, what they portrayed with just their faces. Mm. And the amazing part about this movie is they're handling such a horrible topic and such yes. a horrible, um, what it could be very 
graphic and it's not right PG but the message but the message still gets through wow it is uh, it's incredible how they did it the wow. the the screen the, the scene setups the how you progress through what happens to these children um how they connect you like she said to this this girl and they they there is one point in the, in the movie where um tim ballard uses the message and he says you know he says things like what if it was your daughter it's in the commercial oh, yeah it is um and but there's one other message i, I think this was in the commercial too where maybe not uh, i don't remember but it's it's familiar to me he writes on a picture of the little girl he goes forget about the millions and just think of this one hmm. and it's her picture and it's it's so powerful because i'll tell you what after seeing it jd walks to the end of my driveway when he's following like water running down the driveway and so i don't even want to let him out no. of my arms reach now yeah i seriously this this movie just it, it blows you away it's oh just, i can't say enough you can never be too careful seriously these people no. are everywhere all right yeah there's an incident in my neighborhood not my neighborhood but um the edge of town literally the edge of town where a suspicious vehicle was seen with no license plate they got a uh, a whole big family was there it was like a big family like 12 people all brothers and sisters mom and dad whatever and little kids too like big family and they were all kind of watching the suspicious guy his car was door was open and he was kind of looking at the kids and they pretty much intervened and he got in his car and left like he was like oh this is not a good target type thing but they had pictures from earlier that day and that car was in the background and it had a license plate earlier yep. and it was kind of too blurry to make out but they were like watch out folks this stuff's real and it's not only is it real it's larger than most people fathom p kitty said jim caviezel is amazing he is he absolutely yeah, um kitty he caps he captures uh, Tim Ballard's persona, and I, I again, I can't say enough about both Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel. I've watched mm -hmm. everything I can get a hold of on YouTube, and just the interviews they've been doing. And this um, is big. It's it's, it's moving. It, it, it moves your soul. Is, I can't wait to see it. Hope you all go out and see it too as soon as you can, whether that's tonight, tomorrow. Sooner the, the unfortunate what were you going to say the unfortunate part is what the unfortunate part of this is that it has to be done independently and it doesn't have a huge backing from a big organization that's part of the reason we're so destabilized and in a shitty position really disney you're not going to put this out there like this would be so great for disney this would it be had so, so many wonderful. how many shit canned movies Instead, little mermaid indiana jones they have all the money in the world to make a great yeah. film and this movie was done. The movie was done. Yeah. All they had to do was edit and add music and whatever. And they could have made millions, but they didn't. And what I love about this is it's Angel Studios that bought the film. Yeah. And because it's a small studio that does, they do The Chosen. That's the movie about the life of Jesus. 
that you can watch online. Uh, it's I'm a show. Familiar. Yeah, it's 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 very good. I I have not watched all that. I've seen a couple episodes, but I know a lot of people follow it. But because yeah. it's a smaller studio, I think they they figured ah they're never gonna get they're never gonna get the publicity. They're never gonna be able to no, they're smart. afford to get it out. You know, Caviezel and Ballard doing what they did and going on the internet. Uh, what do you want to call it? Tirade. Um, just they gone gangbusters. They've been on every show. I mean, they have been just nonstop, mercilessly hitting every anybody that will talk to them. They have been talking to. They have gumption, gumption. They I don't. I mean, the, the commercials are on TV, but I've seen it more online, and it's incredible yeah. what they've done. Oh, that's so great. Yes. You know, so, I kind of want to segue from that. And yep. I know you typically we talk about the news, everybody, but this is very important stuff. And to be frank, I have the news in front of me here. There's nothing pressing or, you know, that we can't go a minute without hearing. So I'm either going to save it for later or continue with the news cycle in the morning uh, or at the end of the show, we can talk about some of it. Um, but I wanted to kind of segue into this um thread that I found and it kind of fits kind of what we're talking about. And I kind of want to switch gears to, I guess this, well, let's say this. Okay. This thread is 20 life lessons. Every father must teach his son. And it's a thread. And I wanted to get your thoughts on some of these things. If we disagree, whether we disagree or agree with them and what we need to be, what we need or what's beneficial for society, because there's a bunch of shitty people out there who are useless and have no skills. Let's just face it. Unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. And yep. I, this resonated with me. I don't agree with everything on it, on this list, but it resonated with me because the way I live my life is I'm always trying to improve. And, um, being a man, I do manly things. You know, today I chainsawed mm -hmm. like three trees into rounds. I do that almost you know, anytime I have a tree, but I've whatever, a lot, you know, things like this, cut logs, repair things, fix things, build things, do things. I just built a house, helped build a house. I didn't frame it though, but I have a framer. I'm going to learn uh, this next year or end of this year, next year. But it's like, people don't do that anymore. People don't build houses. People don't do shit, start businesses, take responsibility. They don't be a man. They don't, men don't be men anymore. For the most part, there's some good people out there, but it's lost, right? That fits with what that reviewer said too. This is a man's movie. Men are quiet. Yeah. Men are more, you know, and just to actually, you said people are shitty just to tag yeah. off of the sound of freedom thing. The other thing that the underground railroad or operation underground railroad does mm -hmm. is they don't just save these kids. They go in and they rehabilitate them Wow! because a lot of times they can't just give them back to their families because their oh. families have sold them oh, fuck. or their families have given them up. So when you said shitty people, that reminded me shitty people are everywhere. You want to talk about a shitty parent people or people give them up to go, you know, to America because they think they're going to have better. They're going to you know have a better chance, but they know they're giving them to drug cartels. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the hell. So yes, your list, 20 people, oh shitty people. They don't teach their children anymore. People don't teach their kids. I know. They don't. 
So let's say I hear your list. I'm really and, you interested. Know, I don't, and this is for anybody. I don't have kids, but you know, I have family. I have nieces, nephews, this kind of thing. And I still think it's important. This is by... Der der derived said shitty people. What did he say? Where is it? It just went down in the chat. Shitty people aren't unskilled. They are skilled in manipulation. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Yep. Vince Russell's Bears. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Vince Pito? Russell's Bears. <laughs> Real quick, shout out to RPG for the five ice cream. And also, I want to say thank you to Pammy Pam Pam for celebrating a uh, 15 month sub streak. So thank you, Pammy Pam Pam. And thank you, RPG. Five ice creams. Thank you. Okay. I love that um, people, are giving, people are giving tips in the chat. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. Be a man. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Build things. Yep. Be a man. Have you seen the be a man guy? No, but I, I, oh, I might have such some good point. memes. Oh my yeah. gosh. We'll have to look some up. They're so fucking okay. funny. We'll have to we'll look that up after. Oh, just remind me. I'll write it down here. Um, so this list is by at save your sons on Twitter. I thought it was appropriate. The image here is a boy building a doghouse for their puppy shorty. Simple things. I remember my father built a doghouse with us for our golden retriever puppy. We put roofing on it. We built a box, put a roof on it, and uh, climbed around on it. And it was one of the biggest things I ever climbed when I was a little boy. Um, so we'll go here. Number one, no one will love you as much as your mother, they say. No woman, no friend, no organization will ever love you as much as your mother. Her love is unique. It's a blessing you can rely on, but expect this type of, but to expect this type of love from anybody else, especially your spouse, will lead to heartbreak. That's a weird one that I never heard before. I I can get it. But it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's well, an interesting start. Yeah. I like the the saying that it's there's only like for me, there's only three people in the world that know what my heart sounds like from the inside. Ooh. And that's my three children. There is a special bond between a mother and a child, which is why whenever you see anything about a mother hurting their own child or abusing their own child, I cannot oh, understand. Yeah, I don't know what is broken in that person, but it—it's unfathomable to me. Yeah, um, and I agree. To expect that kind of love from your spouse—it's different. The love from a it's spouse different. is different because when a relationship first starts, it's—it's it's, um more physical attraction, and you're building that that yeah. bond. After you're married for like, I've been married 35 years. After you're married a long time, you, you, it's, it's not physical. It's not sexual. It's not, I mean, you still have all that, but it's, you have a bond that is different. Yeah. I've been with my husband longer than I was with my mom and dad. When you think, you know, yeah. I, I moved out of my house, my mom and dad's house when I was 19, 35 years with, you know, my parents raised me. My mother bore so me. They took after. care of me when I was vulnerable, but I built a life with someone else. But when people get divorced, 
earlier, you know, earlier in a relationship, you haven't built that lifelong bond yeah. with that spouse. You've only been married for seven years. You got two kids. You so know, it, even with that much time being with your spouse, do you think the love is still different between that of a mother and her child? Even the way my time? husband's mother, yes, the way my husband's mother loved him. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, and this is any mother, and it's not because I love my husband less. Right. I would give my life for my husband. I would jump in front of a bus for him. But if he was standing next to my child, I would jump in front of my child. And he would agree with that because that's your child. You, There's a different kind of bond with a mother and a child than there is with hmm. anything else. That's why that video Josh played a couple weeks ago where the mother... All the moms were saying, would you kill for your child? And I'm like, I don't answer that question. That, <laughs> que that question does not need to be answered. That's my answer. No answer. <laughs> no answer. I don't, I don't, ask her, answer, I don't answer, answer stupid questions. Yeah, I don't answer, I don't stupid, answer questions. stupid questions. Exactly. <laughs> I don't answer. But that video was amazing to me when... The one mother's like, <laughs> nice try, Fed. Uh, well, she's holding the baby, and she's like, ah. Uh, I'm like, oh my god. Wait, what? And they were saying, <laughs> if someone was going to hurt your child or to save your child, would you kill them? Again, I don't need to answer gotcha. that question. Done. <laughs> right, it's so silly let's question. Check, let's check out number two here. Um. There's no such thing as fair. Life treats, treats us all differently, and in this way, we're all the same. Some are dealt an easy hand. Some face unbelievable difficulty. The only certainty is that fate isn't fair. Don't compare yourself to others. Their life isn't the same. Facts. It's kind of a good one for anybody. Facts. You've never oh, walked yeah. in someone else's shoes. You don't Seriously. know what they've been through. I know. And, and this is something that's lost, I think, through this type of communication. Internet. Right. Agreed. Face-to-face -face is uh, totally different. That's why I say I get along with 99.9% .9 of people that I come face-to-face -face with. Agreed. But go online and that drastically gets divided into craziness. or It's very easy to... Um, rabidly go after someone with a keyboard because you don't have to look at their face. Yeah. That's insane. So I like that one. Mm -hmm. uh, number three is the right woman will propel you to greatness and the wrong one will lead to ruin. When selecting a mate, choose a woman who aligns with your values and supports your goals. If you want the same things out of life you walk, and you walk in lockstep, you'll both be unstoppable. That's a cool one. Uplift yep. your loved ones. Uplift your friends, uplift your coworkers, uplift your community, Absolutely. uplift everybody around you. That's the way you should be, especially your partner. Your partner should bring out the best in you. Yeah, I've seen couples where they bring out the worst in each other, and you can see mm. it when they're separate. They're better. When you bring them together, it's like interesting dynamite. It's crazy, <laughs> and you're like, wow, that you can see that's not going to last. You yeah, can see it's not going to last, or if it does, it's going to be a volatile relationship as long as they're together. You can just see certain people, that's the way they are. There's other people where you see them when they're apart, 
and the guy acts like a stupid fool and when his wife's around he's like a completely different person because mm. he knows she's gonna kick his ass well or you know she's wearing wife. the pants <laughs> or you see a woman who acts stupid fool and when her husband's around she acts like a little angel you know you're like okay but <laughs> so it's like okay are, are are you this person or are you that person wow hmm. So I'm curious on your thoughts on this, and I somewhat agree with it. Pornography is evil. Porn is designed to hijack and overstimulate your dopamine reward pathway. This destroys your natural masculine drive to create, reproduce, and conquer. Not to mention it profits off the exploitation of countless women and underaged girls. Very yes. bad news. Yes. True. Um, the thing about pornography that a lot of people don't understand, they think it's harmless. It is not harmless true um every person who has teenage boys or young boys or whatever they have so much access it's not just playboy yeah. hiding a playboy under the mattress anymore um there are so many different kinds of pornography online there are so yeah. many different things and what i i used to teach religion mm -hmm. and i would i would talk to different parents at, what yeah. you should be teaching your your sons because this isn't typically a female problem but it's become different yeah. because girls have access to it too but because it's predominantly male what you need to teach your teenage male is that is going to completely alter the way he looks at women yes it sets it unrealistic changes. expectations. Yes. And, and then they, they don't want to date regular girls. They don't want to, no. you know, they think that every girl is going to, you know, have big boobs and is going to, you know, uh, the, the lips, the Kardashian ass, the, you know, yeah. all the, the unrealistic things that make someone fake. You're, you shouldn't want someone no. who, uh, uh, granted, you're attracted to someone from across the room. You can't see their brain. But once you should teach your children your your boys you ta start talking to someone people become more attractive hmm. when you talk to them there are people yeah. that i've seen before that i went eh, not very good looking guy you know eh, he's okay but become more attractive the more you talk to them because you you sync with their ideals you sync with what they're saying you you understand it, it it's it's a human yeah. thing <laughs> it's it's you know, that's why the whole being locked down when we had COVID was so dangerous. That's why just talking yeah. to people on a screen is so yeah. dangerous because having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone is completely different. You yes. have pheromones, you have dopamine, you have all these different things. All pornography does is gets you, it, it triggers the dopamine in your brain. And I think it, again, watching these, these videos yeah. with Tim Ballard and Caviezel, they talk about this too. Pornography is like a gateway drug. Yes. To it does. pedophilia. To pedophilia. Oh, wow. Because because a lot of these people, these men will sit there and they just sit in front of their computer and they watch porn and they look at pictures. Yeah. And they can't that at some point it's not enough for them anymore. So they have to go to hardcore porn. Yeah. And they have right. to go to things that are more disturbing. Weird. Yeah, so weird, disturbing to get that dopamine, and then eventually they go hmm. down the path of child pornography because they're seeking that that dopamine high. Yeah. 
they want that feel and they regular sex just doesn't do it for them anymore right and i think this contributes i've heard this before it contributes a lot to people not being able to have normal sex yes yep at all or they have to have yep. porn in front of them or do some weird thing or they have these weird fetishes which well, look, I, everyone has their thing but i think something more than just that dopamine or maybe it has to do with that reaction in the brain it alters you and it's not yes. i don't think it is good i think people i think there's a lot of things it. too um with alcohol drugs um obesity now a lot of people oh, yeah. are they're sitting in their house they don't think they're attractive. They aren't getting out. They sit there in front of their computer. And if you're obese as a male, you can have impotency problems. You can have all these other problems. Yeah. You don't find, think you're attractive to women anymore. You, well, and instead of doing the right things, you're doing the easy thing. And it's so accessible to you yeah. online. That, and then you're going down a very dark path. And teenage boys have so much access to all this crap now and it, it, it parents need to be watching what your kids are doing like yeah. I, uh, somebody said i i didn't i don't remember who it was somebody said intimacy what i'm saying is about intimacy derived yes derived intimacy you cannot get intimacy from a computer so pornography is again i'm not gonna i've never been one for censorship i've never but you have to look at this and i'm not saying you know censor 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 that's not me okay. but as a family you need to and as a couple you need to talk about what you want from your relationship women if your husband's looking at porn you should be talking to him about it if your kids are looking at Again, it, it's all about talking. It is. And you can't Education. be afraid to talk. You can't Absolutely. be afraid to talk about it. It's, it's yeah. such a taboo. It is such a taboo. It. But once it comes up, you've got to just get in there and address it. Uh, yeah. It is a big problem, and people need to be reproducing. And, and that's the other thing. If you're not, you know, if you're sitting in front of your computer, your computer can't get pregnant. Not yet, anyway. Oh, on that note, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Uh, well, I'm just imagining, you know, Ew. one day. Well, actually, they created a baby without people, I heard, or something like that, or without sperm. Josh covered it a week ago. Yeah. But let's get on to number five. Interesting here. Your ancestors do more than you think. Don't dismiss their ideas, customs, and traditions just because they're old. Tradi tradition is a solution for problems that have been forgotten. Remove tradition, you get the problem back. Honor your ancestors and keep them close in mind. Yeah. Huh. That's really cool. It's very it's very powerful because it's true. I mean, look at, you know, how many things we've lost in history. Oh I wish gosh. I still had my grandma and grandpa. My grandpa died when I was... Uh, Sparky's 30, ooh, 33, 34 now, and 34. And my grandpa died when he was like three. And I wish my grandpa was around because he was in World War II. But when I was mm -hmm. younger, I wasn't brave enough to ask him. And he didn't talk about it. Right. And there's so much I wish I could talk to him about now that I'm older and I'm a little more braver to talk to him. Because my grandpa was kind of a force to be reckoned with. But... There's so much like we used to, I love when schools 
ask kids to go and ask their grandparents oh, or their yeah. great grandparents what ha- you know about when they were little. Yeah. And when you know, like, like how much things cost and what you went through and like you went through World War II. How did that you know all of those kinds of things? There's people a YouTube channel that's dedicated to old recordings of people. Holocaust and, victims. We had teachers yes. that used to take us to visit Holocaust oh, yeah. victims. I've talked um, to a Holocaust survivor. Yep. Um, it, you know, things like that. We're losing those people. Those people are going to be yeah. gone. And then you're going to have, you know, in figure 50 years, nobody, nobody's going to be left. I mean, even in 20 years, probably going to be nobody left who was in a concentration camp. Right. And you're going to have these people who say, oh, that never happened. And be in books. well, you know, they can put anything in a book. You know, it's yeah. different when you have someone who's alive to tell you that's got that tattoo on their arm that, yeah. you know, things like that. So it, your traditions, listen to your, your, I always tell you, go talk to an old person. Mm-hmm. Old people are, are, they got so much you information know, and they, they love to talk to you. They do. And I kind of get annoyed. Uh, I have not an old people. But most of my neighbors are old. Over 50% of my community is retired people. So, and everyone else is doing day jobs and stuff. So who do I find and who do I talk to? All the retired people around that are walking in the afternoon that walk by. You know? So, it's funny being in a retirement. You know, old people... Not, I'm not talking, I'm talking, they get old, like hundreds, like 90s, 80s, old. They go on Facebook and they complain, and people get on Facebook and go like, I'm so sick of all these old people complaining, and it's just like, what do you expect? You're in a, ret- like, basically a retirement community, a largely retirement community. What do you think you're going to get? People are going to complain about the fence. They're going to complain about the neighbor. They're going to complain about this and that. And you need a permit to cut that tree and this and that. But I'm just like, let them do their thing. Who cares? Does it really bother you that much? It's kind of nope. funny. I don't know. But yeah, they are wise. They know stuff. I'll tell you what, you can sit an old person down in the chair and they will guide you to fixing a lot of stuff. You can put an old lady in a chair and she'll teach you how to can the shit out of those vegetables or fruits. Mm, yeah. You know, you find the old people got lots and of talents. Secrets. You don't even know they got Look, baking. Google all you want. I'll put you in a room with your phone or a computer for an hour. Tell you, learn how to can this or do that or this. Bring that old lady in. She's going to tell you shit that's not on that internet. I guarantee you. Got that you. right. Yep. Yep. The internet's shitty. I'm sick of these shitty articles and recipes and ways to do things. Things are forgotten. Captain. Vince called me the other day. He was canning yeah. raspberry jam. He said, <laughs> yeah. some say lemon, some say pectin. I said, let me call my mom. She's 80. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She knew immediately. She goes, pectin. <laughs> I mean, you know, came out what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It came out great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Appreciate that. But yeah. Let's see. Don't disregard your your heritage. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. You must control your emotions. Don't suppress them. Control them. Big difference, especially for men out there. Develop the discipline to control the time, manner, audience, and means of their expression. If uh, remember, if you're led by your emotions, you can't possibly lead others. It's cool. Um, yep. Being responsible, I guess, is that sort of same lane of things. It's great. 
Yeah. Patience. Patience. Ooh, so rare. The last time I went to confession, that was the one thing I asked God for. And that was probably 20 some years ago. I talk to God all the time. I don't like going to formal confession. But when my kids were young, the one thing I always asked God for was patience because it can be very hard as a parent. Mm -hmm. And men, um, kids, and I'm not saying that this can't happen to women too, but men, primarily were you know being the breadwinner and a lot of stuff kind of falls back on moms and there's a lot of dads mm-hmm. out there that do you know it's different now because lots too but mm-hmm. um chest feeding I think, I think growing yeah chest feeding i think growing up a lot of things kind of fell on the mom and that's different yeah. now things are falling on the dad and it can be hard with little people mm-hmm. and trying and my- to figure out what that little brain is trying to tell you and, and after you give birth, my understanding is you lose your damn mind. A lot of mothers do. And they go into this dark forest of emotion. And Preg- Pregnancy brain is a real thing. Yeah. And it really is. Yeah. And I think it's very, very common from what I've heard from women. Um, one thing that we've lost today, though, is that family structure to help raise kids. There's no yes. way in hell one person is going to raise a kid, let alone five. Nope. Right. It takes a community. That means it takes the older brother, the older sister. It takes the uncle. It takes the mother. It takes the father. It takes the grandmother and the grandfather and all the friends. My husband, my husband came from a family of eight. And by the time he was born, he is the, let me think here, sixth out of eight. His older sister was, you know, the one a lot of the, a lot of the raising he got because mm-hmm. his mom worked nights, his dad worked days. I mean, that just how bigger families worked. But again, it, it's it, different dynamics. I don't think you see those big families anymore. You see, um, you know, two or three, and the parents are so much pressure to run and do mm-hmm. and um, have your kids involved in everything. My parents never came to my baseball games. We had baseball games during the day and the rec, you know, we rode our bikes. We rode our bikes everywhere. We weren't, you know, we weren't, somebody wasn't watching over our shoulder that someone was going to snatch us off our bike. We, we went everywhere. Now it's different. Like you have your kid, you are with them because you're not trusting them with anybody else. You're not, you know, the world is very, very different place. It really is. So, so. A mom and a dad need to count on each other more than they ever have before. And it's yeah. hard because a lot of families don't live near the grandparents. You may that, live in another state. Oh, yeah. Or they don't have any family or whatever the exactly. case is. And, you know, it's like we got to survive. We can't afford daycare. You know, which, which I think crazy. makes a lot of what's going on in the world now with COVID, with people's health, with the you know, food scarcities or money, all of these things. It becomes very scary when you're not in a community with your family. Mm. A lot of people yeah. do not have blood relation living near them. I don't. And exactly. See, yeah. and this, my mom and dad live seven miles away. My husband's family, we, most of our family lives within 30 miles of us. So, to me, that's a that's an asset. A lot of yes. people don't have that anymore, and that can be very scary as well. Especially when you're talking about like 
people being worried when COVID was going on about their mothers, their yeah. fathers, you know, their elderly people. You, know, you used to talk about the sandwich generation that you had kids and you were taking care of your parents. My kids were so young when I had them. My parents were still young. I'm actually kind yeah. of sandwiched because I'm helping Sparky and Christine take care of JD. Yeah. And now I'm starting to take care of my parents. I'm kind of, you know, but again, I live close by where that can happen. A lot of people don't have that. Think if you're, you know, like your, your dad, when he had COVID, yeah. how scary that was that you can't be there, mm -hmm. you know, and all you can do is talk to your sister on the phone or, you know, somebody that's helping him. Yeah. It's, these are the things that I'm talking about when we talk about the vaccine and things that are coming now that people are, things are coming to light that we need to take time yeah. to be a little bit more compassionate. I don't even, the people actually, who, I don't think my dad ever got, I don't think my dad ever got COVID. Oh, I thought he did. No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe he just got I sick. I remember, you know, not knowing if he maybe. was something, but the thing is, is we need to all remember to be a little bit more compassionate to the people who did get the jabs and the families. I think so. We are the ones that we, we know. I think we it know needs what's to go coming. both ways. Yes. And Everybody need needs to, to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and just try you to know. work together because the world yeah. needs a little more love right now. And Take a deep breath. And and I have a, just, we have a lot of health stuff on the table, man. And we lot. just went through hell. And who knows, you know, this stuff can't maybe just doesn't only affect the jabbed. But we've all inhaled these spike proteins that they're producing. It could affect all yep. of us. Um, so we need to work on our health. And that's look at everything with all that's been in the air with these Canadian fires. Oh yeah. Do we really know what's in the air? Mm -mm. We could be breathing in. Who knows what? I hate to say it. I yeah, mean, it's I true. know it sounds so conspiracy, true. but you hate to say it. It's just I, I don't know what the hell to think anymore because it's all mm -hmm. just a little too weird. Yeah, what if they put nanobots in fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. All right, <laughs> let's try to get through the list. We've got pain, basically no pain, no gain in less words than I wrote here. You got to get out there and move your ass. It's going to hurt and you got to push. And that's how you grow. If it doesn't you know kill me? you, you're stronger. With my MS, I tell people all the time, you got to keep moving. Because the minute yeah. you sit down in a chair or a scooter with the oh, kind of disease I got, yeah. you're done. It's you're so, done. It's so true. And I'm I'm 30 years old, and I'm just like move, 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 move. And one day I uh, I think it was okay. So I went to Alaska. I uh, helped a friend replace a floor the first day of my vacation. Okay, so I replaced the whole floor, one room. The next day. I went uh, fishing on the ocean, charter fishing. The day after that, I explored the town. And the day after that, it was a travel day. I came home uh, in the morning. And then I did a bunch of stops on the way home, got home in the evening. Sitka, so right? Yeah, Sitka, Alaska. <laughs> I have, so that's kind of busy. Like Fishing's hard as fuck. I was tired. I barely kept going throughout the day. I wanted to stop, but I kept pushing. You know what I mean? The day I get back... I'm gardening, I'm transplanting, I'm washing cars, I'm sawing wood, moving logs, chopping wood. The next day, same shit. It's like, no days off. Even on my days off, it's not a day off. You gotta keep fucking moving, otherwise you're not gonna be able to move. Best and vacation. True. A vacation you come back from that you need a vacation for. 
And I seriously, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I need a vacation from that vacation. When I, I go to Disney, sit, I'm walking, walking, sit, walking. Yeah. Right. I just want to sit by a pool with a cocktail right now and not yeah. move for a day and take a nap. That's how I feel. But yeah. that's how you keep moving. Get shit done. Keep moving, and that's people. how you grow. My husband's 60 and we didn't see it coming. He had a heart attack and I keep telling him, I'm like, Gosh. damn it. Your heart is used to you working all day. You got to keep moving. We got to get you. Cause when he yeah. retires, he's got to keep moving because yeah. if you're active, if you work in an active job, you got to make sure you're just as active when you retire. Cause your body will start. You need projects. You need projects. Yep. And Build if you're working in an garden. office, Move get shit. your ass out there moving when you're not working, yeah. do something. Take gardening your dog for a walk. Such, gardening is such a great way. Like mixing soil together, fucking pitchforking compost around, moving things around. It's tiring. Grounding. As shit. Grounding. Ground yourself. I don't like I don't like getting out in the yard, but I've done it more this know, summer you know, because my back was better. But my <laughs> back was better, so I've been out there doing it and I feel good about it. It makes me feel better. Um I'm not saying you gotta do a whole bunch, just a little bit. Yeah. Even a walk, walk as much as you can or like as quickly as you can briskly as you can comfortably it'll work wonders for you take the stairs i know and, you guys i know you've all mm, heard this yeah but seriously it, it adds up as you get older as you get older and i like like i said i'm only 30 a young chicken and after sawing logs moving logs chopping logs doing other bullshit and then washing a car and bending down in the wheel wells in the bottom where all that gook oh, gets that stuck. Sucks. I was like, fuck, my back is like okay. stiff. Fuck. Remember, everybody out there, remember when you were a kid and your parents made you wash the car and you just didn't want to wash the car and you were like down there and you're like, but it didn't hurt. Hurt your body. No, not what at the all. hell happened to us? I mean, <laughs> you know, Jeez, we're I'm falling like, apart. Now it's like you you wash your car. You don't want to vacuum it out when you're done. When I was oh a kid, gosh. I could have washed 10 cars in that hurt and vacuumed them all out. But now yeah. I'm lucky if I could just wash my car and do the wheel wells. Right. All that bending and reaching it off. Yeah. Ugh. And then I'm like, I'll wash the windows tomorrow. <laughs> and then by that time, that needs to be washed again, you know? <laughs> Pammy Pam says she's um, gardening and listening now. Good for right. you, Pammy Pam Pam. I've been busy as heck too in the garden. I just ate a few radishes out of my garden before the show. I love it. It's so fun. Sammy uh, beats his bike up or his body up riding his bike. No it's too good. damn hot and humid now. I agree with Ooh. you, Nate. I've been outside and it is. I oh terrible. Yeah, but it's like I still try to get out and move. All right, let's see if we could get through this. We'll go until about twenty five more minutes. Oh fine. And then I got to run. Uh, women are attracted to value. Here's the big secret. Women want winners like Donald Trump. Simple as that. Who would have thought? Go out and make yourself undeniably great. Focus on your mission and you'll realize there are plenty of good women in the world who want to join you. Sure. Yeah. Women want. And I should. I guess I shouldn't speak for ladies nowadays because it kind of pisses me off when I see mm. young women who just want a guy who's going to take care of them who's gonna you know like a sugar daddy money. yes to me that's the most not successful the most successful i know but the most successful relationships 
and there are women still out there that are like this, is a man who's willing to work with you. Find a woman who's willing to work with you and build a life together. Mm. I was 20, my husband was 26 when we got married. And we didn't have a pot to piss in. But we bought our first house within a year of being married and having Sparky. Where'd you we piss? Our second... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and we're still, we, you know, we still work hard. We don't have yeah. a lot of money, but we have a better house. We have a bigger house. We raised three yeah. kids doing it, doing and building your life with someone is better than just finding someone mm. to pay for everything for you. Cause guess what? Most of the relationships of people I know that are like that, where the chick married the guy cause he had the wallet and she had the uterus so he could have kids. They didn't stay together. So yeah. some guys, yeah, it's a weird dynamic, that situation. I know a guy who just moved to the Philippines who lived around the corner. And, and just because it didn't work right the first time doesn't mean you can't find it the second time. True. Let's I'm see. sorry, I interrupted you. Philippines. Uh it's just that weird dynamic of a lot younger wife and kind of Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, see. Yeah. Sugar daddy. But some people know. that's again like he wants it and she wants it, so it's like whatever, I guess. But yep. mm, I don't know. Well, look at all healthy. the TV shows. Mail order bride and 90 oh, yeah. day fiance and oh, all these bad. crazy people. It's bad that that's not what real relationships are. Mm -mm. Like I said, unrealistic expectations. So that's why people can't get a hard one or whatever and other things. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's serious. Sorry. It's no, true, I, folks. <laughs> hey, thanks, Nate. Uh, don't need a diamond taking applications for old school relationship. All right, y'all. If y'all are looking for a barber in your life, you could hit up Nate. You could reach him on socialredpill.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Nate, thank you. Uh, you're celebrating a 14, or I guess we are celebrating your 14 month subscription streak. So you yeah. rock, dude. Boyd uh, says, I got a younger wife. Well, Boyd, I guess apparently I'm a younger <laughs> wife too. My husband was only 26. Well, but trust me, he was nowhere near as mature <laughs> as I was at 20. Still isn't. <laughs> still, still isn't. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> uh, it says here, women recoil from neediness. If you're the most important thing in her life, your time with her is limited. Why? Neediness is a cousin of desperation. Neediness implies she's the best you can get. It implies she's your only option. And what woman would want that? Hmm. This is kind of like also like dating advice and stuff. What, what do you think? Yeah. No, neediness is, is weird too, because there are women out there who just want to fix a guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and there's four boys out there and the women who wear the pants and the guys just is like, mm, 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 yep. I don't know. and the guy, and she just, she wants to be, you know, because it's all about my dad calls them livers every once in a while he'll call me a liver and i'm like um Excuse no <laughs> i just believe in being an independent woman because uh -huh. he raised me to take shocks off of the blowtorch but then when i got married i was supposed to just bow down and follow walk five paces behind my husband and kiss his butt and i'm like ah uh, no <laughs> but the thing is women nowadays you know they everybody thinks I don't want to say everybody, 
you watch the news and you watch all this stuff and women are like they everybody on tv the dads are a doofus and the woman is the smart one and mm -hmm. that you know that's not a good portrayal either no. again somebody said in here uh sammy i think said been married 21 years and we're a team exactly yeah. that's how it should be now does dad act doofusy a lot sure does mom act smart sure does dad have his moments sure i don't want to be the one out fixing the car all the time even though i know how he can do that you know I, but if i knew how to fix the car better than he did i wouldn't he could do the dishes but again you got to be a team and that's what's missing i think a lot in the world now is you got these yeah the the world is portraying really weird messages and how yeah. families should should be it's almost and like it's, a traditional family is racist or it's undesirable and it's unhealthy for society it's kind of yeah. the thing they're pushing when in reality like let's say you knew more about cars than your husband why not both get out there and teach him right right early on right let's learn this like you don't have to do it exactly the way that society tells you i'm not saying that but i am right. saying you have to realize the benefits of why things are done that way so often more often yep. than not and reality here derive said reality tv made people play pretend a lot of people watch reality TV and think it's real. And it's yeah, not, people. That's wild, isn't it? Some of reality TV, actually most of reality TV, is as scripted as anything else you're going to watch. Man, sometimes It's a bunch I, of bullshit. Sometimes, imagine being somebody who thinks reality TV is real. Oh my gosh, talk about NPC. Some people's vision of the world is completely backwards from well, us. Like back in the eighties, another world. In the eighties, Russians thought that all Americans lived like Dynasty in Dallas. Think about that. When you when you you watch only certain pieces, that's why the Kardashians are so dangerous, because people think that that's how they aspire to be. Yeah. Okay, you want to aspire to be that way? Okay, Chris Kardashian, you're gonna go be a whore, Chris <laughs> Jenner, whatever her name is, then you're going to have your daughter do a sex tape and sell it. Multiple sex tapes, you're going to sell your kids off to multiple different things, Playboy, um, photo shoots, all of these things. You can talk about Chris Jenner being a masterful um, marketer. Marketer, no, not, oh. not Bruce Jenner, Chris Jenner, the one he was married to. Oh. Kardashian's mom. She is a master marketer of selling her children. Oh, sad. In the most disgusting ways. And I don't give a shit who knows it or what. But that's what people have raised the Kardashians up to. People Especially, who look up to them. I say you watch Kardashians or you watch, um, what was that other show with Snooki and all those, uh, Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore. Every time you watch those shows, a book falls off a, show, a shelf and dies somewhere. Because those shows... <laughs> Suck the brain right out of you. <laughs> okay, rant over. A book falls off a shelf and dies. <laughs> so good. You're getting stupider. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like watching mindless stuff sometimes. Not that stuff, but other stuff like comedy. Well, right. But, I'm just I'm not gonna tell you I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians. Sure. That's why I know but, how horrible it is. Of course. Man, there's it, I just look TV. at it and I go. 
Yeah, it's so bad. Toddlers and tiaras. Oh um, gosh. Honey boo boo. Oh yeah, that was um, the beginning. It, it, I mean, come on, it's, it's bad. Look at those parents. You want to talk about parents? We're talking about nope. parenting here, Vince. The well, list. Yeah. Every single one of those shows. Nope. Big Not allowed. Freaking F. Fail. Fail. Yeah. If you want to put reality TV, if you want to put on a reality TV show for a kid or a young adult or whoever, Survivor Man. Survivor Man. Hey. Yeah. Even he's true. kind of scripted. No. A little bit. I mean, no. come on. His voiceover. Come. Yes, but you know that I just watch it. I'm like, mm. One there's man. a couple things. Yeah, and his camera. Some cameras. Yeah. It's real. It's real. He's the first. He's legit. Bear Grylls ripped him off. Everyone else ripped him off. Who's the guy that got eaten by a bear? That was real. What? That was a while back. That was like years ago. Yeah, the dude that went up to, oh man, the the, the grizzly man. The one that was up, he would go up every year. He would talk to the bears. He'd be like, ooh, 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 ooh. talk to him like they were his little baby friend. Oh, yeah, him and his girlfriend got eaten. Somebody will know in the chat. Oh, I have to look oh, yeah, that it, was, up. it was bad. It's bad. He was, a, he was a TV show host or something? No, no, no. He was just a crazy man who thought he could talk to bears. Uh oh. He was, make, he was trying to make like a documentary or something. Yeah, don't mess with bears. Nope, just, it was bad. Somebody just released a video of a like a three or four minute fight between two male grizzly bears fighting over a woman bear female bear and uh it's just fascinating it's like all of nature is one of the I longest mean, bear fights on video know what you're doing if you're going into nature people yeah um, again heredity go back traditions if you're absolutely. gonna go into the woods Talk to someone. Yeah, or bring them with you. Better yet, yep. Treat people how you, uh, people treat you how you treat yourself. So you need to respect yourself if you expect to be treated yep. with respect. Nate said um, he always said, "If I die in the woods, it'll be this bear that, that that'll do it." And they and he ate his wife too. Yeah, his girlfriend. I think it was his girlfriend. But wow, he was at Glacier National Park. Susan said, "Yeah, I can't remember his name. Ah, it's a crazy story." We should Sammy. do a, We should do a. You, you could do, do a makes you think about that guy. Oh, yeah. Maybe, huh? It's a good idea. Sammy uh, quit watching TV seven years ago. Good on yeah. Yeah. Uh, Summer celebrating 16 month sub streak and donated nice. to women. Thank you, Summer. Appreciate it. Thank you, Summer. You're the best. Hope to see you soon. 16. 15, 15 months? 15 months. Wow. 16. Yeah. Impressive. Hopefully, we haven't twisted your mind like reality TV. Yeah, I'm gonna skip. <laughs> I'm gonna skip ones that are bad. No, Summer's a very independent thinker. I know she is, and a researcher. She's fantastic. You know, yes, Summer. She is. I don't have to tell you. I that. know Summer. Yeah. Uh, number thirteen. I like this one. Fix the light bulb and take out the trash, and unclog the toilet, and replace your air filters. <laughs> if the little things around the house need to get done, do them. That's your job. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Take ownership of your surroundings. That's what a man does. I like that. Yep. Keep shit tight. Keep shit clean. Keep it working. It's the best. Nothing. And I was just talking to Luke about this earlier. I was like, because uh, everything's clean. I'm like, we got to keep this shit spotless. It just makes me feel better. Keep it. Nothing feels as good when your house is clean and everything's put away. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you can just go chill and make a yep. mess and then clean it up. It's just the best. And if you have How's a mess, happening? your life, everything's cluttered, your emotions and everything. At least me, I get fucked up if there's a mess. Yes. You know, you I actually think you're crankier mm -hmm. if your house is messy. I do. I think that's look at cranky people. I bet mm. you their house is messy. Mm. They get Oh yeah. It's hard it's hard to be in a good mood if you're sitting in a mess. One of the crankiest old ladies I know that has breakfast with the group I call the old cronies here in town. <laughs> she is a damn hoarder and she won't hoarder. let anybody in her house. And she's cranky, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, it's the crankiest person I know. <laughs> yep. Seriously, if you're sitting in a mess. <laughs> I've said it before, too, about solving the, the crisis in the Middle East. Hmm. Just figure out how to get them water. Because everybody's walking around dirty. <sighs> I thought you were going to say Think it. about how upset you are when you don't have a shower. And you feel oh, yeah. sticky and you feel yucky. So if you get those people a shower... <laughs> And they feel clean? <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> when you feel okay. clean. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. They don't have enough water. And that's why we're shipping oh. all that water over there. Oh. You got to figure, they got to figure out different ways to, okay. to, you know, make life more comfortable. Because the more comfortable you are, like you're sitting in a mess. If you're sitting and you don't feel clean and you don't feel healthy, you're not going to be happy. Mm. And if you're sitting in a mess in your house, look at a baby sitting in a dirty diaper. He ain't happy. Mm. No. And it sucks. I've been like in a rut, like depressed, not very depressed, but just like in a, on a low and things are a mess and I just need to clean things up. And I'm like, and you're no, tired. You're you not want to do it. Yeah. But when you finally do it, you feel better after it sucks. Oh, yeah. It sucks, but get your ass up and do it. And you will thank yourself after the shit you have to go through to get it clean. Party, keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> what we said earlier. Yep. Self respect. You know you're exhausted when you're done. You feel better. Yep. Self respect is supreme as well. That's a good one. Yep. Be kind. Absolutely. Regret will kill you. You'll make mistakes. There will be many times regret rears its head. You'll look back on your past and wince. Instead, see it as data. It's just lessons to learn and get better. And remember, no, no one's one ever laying you more than you think about yourself. No one's ever laying on their deathbed saying, I'm so glad I didn't go ziplining or I didn't go climb that mountain or right. I didn't. No one's ever said, I'm so glad I didn't go to Hawaii or, you know, things like that. They don't if look at the you, things that they didn't do. They look at the things they wish they would have done. Oh. Look, when you're on your deathbed, you're looking at things. I wish I would have did this. Right. Don't wait till you're dying or sick to say, I wish I would have did this. Say it now. I wish I would do this. Make your list. I know people call it a bucket list and, Eh, I don't call it a bucket list because I'm not dying. Exactly. Live, love, laugh, Bayonet. Um, my husband had his heart attack. And the one thing on his list is getting to the Arizona on December 7th because that's his birthday. It's okay. the one and only thing he's ever wanted since I met him. I've got, I think I'm you know, in Hawaii. 
Oh. Honolulu. Honolulu on the Arizona. His birthday is oh. Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, I he see. He wants okay. to be on the Arizona on Pearl Harbor Day. Wow. He wants to go to the memorial. When? Since he was on December 7th, that's his dream. That's the that's one the thing on his list. December 7th. Yep. I have to get him there on Pearl Harbor Day. And that's the one thing. December. And when he had his heart attack, all I could think of was, I haven't gotten you to why I've done almost everything I've, I've wanted to do on my list. I mean, I still, I'm, I'm never going to stop having a list. I'm always going to have a list. Yeah. But the fact that he has that one thing that we haven't done, he wants to wait till he retires so he can go for two weeks. I'm like, I looked at him when he, when we got mm -hmm. home and he was better. And I said, you pissed me off. Cause he keeps putting Hawaii off. And I'm like, if yeah. you die before I get your ass to Hawaii, oh. I'm going to find you in the afterlife. Right. So don't <laughs> wait. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying go broke. I'm saying find right. ways to do the things that you want to do. I agree with that. Um, practice seasons of asceticism. There's Ascetic a reason. There's a reason all cultures throughout history practice some version of asceticism. What the hell is okay, that? Okay, I was just going to say, I got to look that up. What's asceticism? Asceticism is... I like words, so this is a new one for me. A lifestyle characterized by abstinence. Okay. From sensual pleasures, often for the purpose of pursuing personal spiritual goals. So it's like stoicism, I guess, in a way, related. So it says practice asceticism. So is removal, that like practice? It's the faith? removal. The removal of unearned dopamine isn't just good for the brain; it's good for the soul. So it's like the opposite of the porn thing. So at, like it said, abstinence. So I guess I practice a form of abstinence because because of my MS, I don't drink anymore. Mm -hmm. Because it could it could I could be okay, but it could also take me down for days. Mm -hmm. So I, I make a choice of taking exceptional care of my body and not drinking because of what it could do to me. So, yeah, I guess that that's not that's good advice. And I mean, what they say it's is like fasting would be a form of asceticism, yes, I guess. Absolutely. Yep. They mm -hmm. say if you could find peace when you have nothing, you can find peace anywhere. Absolutely. Uh, this one is find a fraternity. We evolve for brotherhood and friendship among equals, but we've lost our way as a society. Men today are isolated, alone, tribeless. Yes. This yes. is the cause of much of their unhappiness. I don't care if you're introverted. You need men in your life. Um, yeah. Get, and that happens by being involved in your community, learning about people yep. around you, playing sports. There's a lot of ways to do this. Join an Elks club. Do yep. something. I agree Pickleball. With it whatever men tend to be more like my husband got married and he played softball for a couple of years and he lost all those friends because everybody started having families and you don't see your male friends and you get involved because you're working you're being your provider so yeah. when we were involved with the kids at school and stuff he he had friends that he would because he would do apparel he would do concession stand you know the other dads now yeah. that the kids are gone we don't there's not a we again we're back to we don't have a lot of friends but um, i don't either it's okay <laughs> but it's it's a good thing to have you're right yeah. but you have your old the old people friends i know a lot know, of people but you know i'm not people. like super close with all of them 
you know, but you don't have to be super close. It's a, yeah. it's a getting out there and talk again, talking to people. That is a, it's a thing. It's a, it makes you feel human. Yes, absolutely. My husband goes to Piggly Wiggly every day. Mm-hmm. He stops at Piggly Wiggly every day. He gets his lottery tickets on two days a week. The other days he stops, he checks out the sales. He sees different people there. He knows all the people that yeah. work there. It's his thing. I'm like, how's Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's great. That's like uh, the cronies, you know? I, I'll go, if I want breakfast on Sunday, I'll go to that spot. I'm not going to say it. And the cronies are going to be there. I'm going to sit at the table right next to them, and I'm going to yep. crack jokes at the hoarder and this and that and bullshit with them and talk about their lives. And It's like when you go into a McDonald's. In the, if you ever go to a McDonald's in the morning and you see a bunch of uh-huh. old people in the corner, they get together. You know, Whoever makes There's it, a- makes it. They get together a couple times a week. When I used to go to the, the, the gym, there's yeah. people that would do the – you know, they have their swimming classes. They do their water aerobics. And yeah. That's another way to do it. You know, that's a good thing. That's a great one. That's a great one. Yep. Mm-hmm. This lady I met, she's 86. She does the water aerobics every single day or yep. like four times a week or however often they do it. Yep. That's wild. Oh, here's the last one. And it's a great reminder. It's supposed to be hard when you're doing something difficult and you want to quit. Remind yourself it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, it wouldn't be getting better. I wouldn't be getting better. Becoming elite is never easy. If it was, that word would lose all meaning. Seek difficulty daily. Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, if everything's challenge... easy, mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting better. Yeah, this is cool. It's kind of like a self help thing. Eh, you know, take what you want from it and uh, keep on pushing. That's what I always say. Keep on pushing. Yes. Summer said, uh, Grandma used to walk through the mall with her friends. Yep. Mm. Mall walkers. Any oh my kind gosh. of walking groups. Malls are any going by the wayside. You know what? I miss malls. They don't want people walking together in malls. What do you want to do? Oh, let's go to the mall. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. Hey, want to go to the mall? Oh, yeah. Want to go to the new mall? Yeah. Want to go to the outdoor mall? Heck, yeah. What? No. Do people go to the mall anymore? I don't think so. I haven't been to a mall in forever, but I don't, you know. I think everything's just way overpriced now. It is. It's very true. And you know, in malls, all those specialty stores, and mm-hmm. there's certain stores, yeah, you go to, but ooh, oh. yes. Well, let me think. What do we have going on? We're coming to a close here. We got to wrap things up tomorrow morning. Coffee, eight thirty a.m. Pacific, uh, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. Tune in. I'll just go over the news and whatnot. Um, pretty wild stuff out there. Boy, maybe we'll talk about some health stuff, this and that. And I hope to see you there in the live chat so we could uh, enjoy the morning together and then get on with our days. It is the 4th of July. Make sure you keep all your fingers. Stay safe. Don't start any fires. Yeah. Right Don't before the show. Hit. Put your hand like this. Yeah. A firework goes off. You still have all five, all five fingers. Yeah. You do this, no more fingers. No. So no, don't no do that. Don't do that one. Thank you, Rock. See, my neighbor <laughs> caught his fucking bush on fire before the show. And I started smelling smoke. I was sitting here preparing for the show, all the news that we didn't talk about, which is fine. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, there's a burn ban. And people are shooting off a lot of fireworks. So I want to make sure nobody's 
burning and shit's catching on fire. Well, guess what? He was burning his weeds and he caught a big ass, like five foot wide by like five foot tall pompous grass on fire. And it was going into the lot next door, which is just all dry grass. And I bet you his hose was nowhere nearby. His hose was there and it was just putting off a lot of smoke, smoldering fire going into the neighbor's lot. That's just all dead grass. That's like this high. (laughs) I grab buckets and I, fill them with water and I throw them in my car and I drive down there. It's just like three three houses down and I pull in his driveway and dump the water and then it just smoldered. Did you guys get it out? Yeah. Okay. Well, Stomped I like out the grass. That, I would like to say that I've never done that, but that in my past, it's um, my maiden name was Dulski and it was a Dulski family tradition to consume mass quantities of alcohol and blow off pyrotechnics. So, so fun. My brothers and I used to have a lot of fun with fireworks so be safe everybody yeah i wanted to build a sand castle and then put a bunch of m80s in it and then just demolish it i'll stand far away because you're gonna have sand all over you (laughs) i know my brother used to put m80s or half sticks of dynamite i have a field next to my house he put (laughs) half sticks of dynamite under the the garbage can cool we'd see how far how high we could get it (laughs) and this is as adults mind you (laughs) This is not when we were kids. I'm talking the house I'm in right now. And see how high we can get a garbage can to blow up into the air. That's so great. Oh, my gosh. So be responsible, folks. Be responsible. Enjoy the day. There was was one thing I wanted to say. Okay. I'm glad you did this because the 4th of July is, you know, that we didn't do news. This was kind of a nice light show Uh because going into the holiday, I hope you all have a great holiday Mm -hmm. because... This day is, I was telling JD, and he's only three, what a great day it is. This is one of the best, this is the best holiday next to Christmas, I think, because we are celebrating something that no other country has. has. And even though we question everything that's going on right now, because that's our right, we're free. And, And that's something that not everyone can say. Absolutely. Well said, Roxy. And I think that's a perfect note to end on. Everybody, you know where to find us. We'll be in the after chat. Uh, if Roxy can make it, of course, you're welcome, Roxy. Yep. I'll be there oh, later uh, in about a half hour to an hour. Socialredpill.com is where you find that if you're interested in joining. Five ninety nine subscription required. If you donate to us and you're part of the Red Pill family, you're welcome in there. So send me a message if you need the link. Um, socialredpill.com, free to create an account on our private social network, head over there. Uh, if you want to donate, there's one place here, give, send, go. You can scan that QR code and we appreciate that. Helps us keep our equipment up to date, the lights on, travel expenses, other things. And we appreciate you guys. Without you, this would not be possible. It would just be two crazy people talking to cameras in undisclosed <laughs> locations. So we appreciate you so very much. We do that too. <laughs> <laughs> We do. So everybody take care. God bless. And thank you, Roxy. Appreciate Thanks, you. Vince. Happy, happy, happy birthday, USA. Happy birthday, USA. Let's go. And all you, hey, all you treasonous little Bingo. bricks that went against Great Britain. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> have fun at work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, who's working tomorrow? British people. Yeah, British people. Have fun at work tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Godspeed. (laughs)
Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me eye patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.